Hello, my beautiful people. Hello. Welcome back to Lena's on a Mission podcast. I haven't been on here in a while. I have been just enjoying the fruits of my labor, just enjoying the presence of God, enjoying my life. And it's true what they say, like the wiser you become, the more thankful you become, the quieter you become. There's not so much to be voiceful for when you start to understand the meaning of life, when you start to understand who God is and who God is in your life and what purpose, um, you know, your life brings to the world, you become more content with your life and who you are and Once you become content, there is not so much to be (laughs) brawling about or just hollering about or preaching about or, you know, and not to say that you don't want to spread that wisdom, but I, I truly believe that when God instills the wisdom and people see your life or People just see what you do. It can still rub off on others. This is something that I'm learning is to be quiet. But let's get into this episode. With God, you really can enjoy your life. You really start to get in this place of I am okay. (laughs) I'm finally in this place of being content in every season of my life. I've been studying the book of, oh, this book is very hard for me to pronounce, so bear with me. Ecclesiastes. I believe that's how you pronounce it the correct way. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. Before I started this episode, I was on Google trying to figure out the proper way to say it. But I want to just say, I want to go, I'm actually reading it right now and have it open in my Bible. And I just kind of want to go over a little bit of detail of the introduction of this book. Um, let me just get into it for you guys. The key word in Euclastes, and I may be saying that wrong, but bear with me, is vanity. The futile emptiness of trying to be happy apart from God. The preacher traditionally taken to be Solomon. It kind of goes into the, the chapters of where you can find or reference back to this particular um saying it says the wisest richest most influential king in israel's history looks at life under the sun and from the human perspective declares it all to be empty i just want you guys to kind of grasp that a little bit let's get back into it power popularity prestige pleasure nothing can fill the God-shaped void in man's life, but God himself. But once seen from God's perspective, life takes on meaning and purpose, causing Solomon to exclaim, eat, drink, rejoice, do good, live joyfully, fear God, keep his commandments, 
skepticism and despair melt away. When life is viewed as a daily gift from God. I tell you guys this um, a lot that I have always struggled with social media and I've struggled with it because and just to kind of get in a more vulnerable state with you guys I just never knew how to work it um I didn't really want to show much of myself because of my own you know insecurities that I had and um just not thinking that I can live up to what social media standards are and of course that's all the beauty that's all the things that you have in your life um all this happiness all this go 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 chase the bag uh it's just all this extravagantness right to it and I just could never get in the flow of it I just you know I still to this day I try to put my work out there and um I just struggle with the strategic marketing and you know branding and really showing this glamorous side of overcoming and healing and you know being prosperous and I just never can get in the flow of that and it's amazing you know um how God brought me to, to this book because in my personal life, me, you know, growing and elevating as a person, it's hard to, it, um, let me put it in better terms. If you are really happy behind closed doors or off of social media, it's not so much displaying that online. And I thought the opposite. I thought like, oh, if you, you know, so happy with your life, you will kind of like always put that out there. And God, you know, was basically showing me like the way you are moving and doing things, don't find um, fault in it. Like, don't think bad and negative. Like, I'm blessing you. You know, there's a season for everything in your life. Just because I'm blessing you and, 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 you know, you have your own perceptions or you see things, you think that it should be a particular way. No, move how I am showing you and telling you to move because there's different seasons in your life. And I think that all of us can relate. You know, social media can really trick and deceive people into feeling like their lives is not enough you know what they are putting out there is not enough and we don't really understand if you really got to get into this book Ecclesiastes for real it really breaks down vanity it really breaks down this this popularity that people want it really breaks down this let me chase the bag 24 7 riches and it breaks down all of these things that we glorify to make our lives seem more sufficient, more, you know, um, prosperous, more, 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 more. And it demonstrates in this book how when people who always are wanting and striving and, and there's nothing wrong with wanting better for your life, but better starts in the spirit. And once you get better in the spirit, there's no chasing outwardly. There's no being so ambitious outwardly because your happiness that God instills in you within 
is content and all of it flows from that contentness. So I'm learning that it's not about the go, 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 post, 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 do all these things to make your life look extravagant. In this book, it shows that when you're in that space of go, 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 let me do this, you're not really in the places that you're projecting to be or acting. It's like a facade, basically. And I'm not going to lie, like, I'm like behind closed doors, God, I feel like you're blessing me. I feel content. But when I'm trying to put my work out there, you know, when I'm trying to maybe get my podcast more people to listen and God is saying, you know, take your, that's not happiness. Even if I put all, you know, these people to listen to your podcast or whatever the case may be, your happiness does not stem from that. That still doesn't. You know, you're not going to get what you think that you're going to get from that. And I'm learning this. I'm learning, oh my God, so much. And I just feel, it's weird because today I really was not, again, going to put out an episode. (laughs) I was just reading my Bible because I read it every day before I start my day. And God, you know, he he nudges, you know. And I, I think that he's been nudging me. Honestly, but sometimes I just get in this space of I don't want really want to say nothing because you really don't want to say a whole lot when you're okay. You know what I'm saying? Like when life is good, you really ain't got much to say. But God is like, listen, you still got to reach out. You still because other people need to know this, you know, just because you know it. You know, yeah, you don't need to be yelling through the roof or trying to preach people's head off. But you still need to say something, you know, and. It's finding enjoyment in what I'm doing. You know, it's finding enjoyment with the smaller numbers that I have right now. I don't know what God has for me in the future. And it's understanding that where you are is enough. Finding fulfillment and enjoyment in God brings more to your life than trying to find that outside of it. Um, We have so many voiceful people now, you know, out there that's talking, you know, pointing a finger um, at other people, why things are not happening the way it should and, you know, why we are experiencing a lot of um, things that just not elevating, you know, in relationships and jobs and how we see ourselves and God is really showing me like people who are really getting close to God and not just having this religiousness about them, but really having a relationship with God opens up your eyes so much more than going to church, you know, not to say that people don't shouldn't go to church because we all should be into church and things of that nature. But I'm saying in a religious state, people who just go to church because that's their religion, you know, people that's just doing just to be doing God is showing people no you need to be doing something for a purpose. You need to be coming to me because that's something that you want to do. You need to be gaining a relationship with me because that's something that you desire deep down in your heart. The things that we desire in our heart, I am learning that God really, really pays attention to the things that you care about in your heart rather than what you say. It says it so clearly. Let me go to the scripture because it says it so clearly in Ecclesiastes. I am so terrible with this. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 
All right, so Ecclesiastes chapter 5. It says, insufficiencies of human religion. Let me just go ahead and read this for you guys. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give in the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven, and thou upon earth, therefore let thy words be few. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than thou shouldest vow and not pay. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Thy voice, okay, I'm sorry, wait, hold on, hold on. That it was an error, wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thy hands? For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also divers vanities, but fear thou God. I'm sorry, guys, I'm reading from the King James. So it's, it's the wording is probably not as clear, but if you, um, look this up and believe it's the, let me see the NIV Bible kind of better explains it for you guys. But, you know, he really looks at the heart. He really look at your commitments, which you are true to versus what you say, you know, and I'm really learning that like it, it, it all is in the heart. You know, we think that we have to get out here and we have to, you know, say all these things that make us look great and, and, you know, put on these facades for the world and for other people to respect us and all of those things when in all actuality, all of those things are meaningless, you know, and King Solomon was a prime example of None of this stuff matters. Like he really, he said that in his book, like, you know, I got, I worked hard and I got all these things and, you know, all the things that I have gotten in my life. It's like, it's not nothing new, you know, it's not really bringing the fulfillment I thought it would bring because the fulfillment doesn't come from things. It comes from God. You know, you can't, you can't replace God with things. And he's really, I think he's really teaching a lot of people that in this day and time, because I'm really starting to see a lot of people converting to God, like really coming out, speaking about God. And that's a beautiful thing, because that uh, lets you know that God is real. You know, we've had that the, the time, and let me just say, where it was so many people like, coming out with the new age like y'all y'all know the tarot and all that 
and people was really hopping on it. And I'm just going to be real with myself. Like I was really, you know, had gotten into it and was really thinking like, oh, you know, this can help me too. And, and God, mm, he grabbed me by the back of my neck, like, get back. Now you know better. And it just really shows you like all these things that we keep reaching for is not satisfying us. You know what I'm saying? The fame. You want the fame. You want the money. You want, you know, the partner. You're having sex. You got some people doing drugs. You know, you got some of us overeating. And, um, you know, it's just, it's always, and it says it in, in, in um, Ecclesiastics 2, that wealth does not satisfy. And this is Ecclesiastes chapter 8. No, I'm sorry. Chapter five, verse eight. Let me read this for you guys real quick. It says, wealth does not satisfy. If thou seekest, see, okay, hold on. Let me read it out of the new, because sometimes my tongue be getting twisted and tied. Let me just go ahead and read it from the NIV so I can better explain it. Okay. In the NIV, it says riches are meaningless, but in King James, it says, it says wealth does not satisfy. Okay, let's get into it. Five, chapter five, verse eight. If you see the poor oppressed in a district and justice and rights denied, do not be surprised at such things. For one official is eyed by a higher one and over them both are others higher still. The increase from the land is taken by all. The king himself profits from the fields. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so does those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a, listen, guys, listen to this verse. The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much. But as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. Let me say this again. The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or are much but as for the rich their abundance permits them no sleep and I know for some people you may think okay I want more I, I you know I want to have abundance I want the finer things in life and God is not saying that it's a sin for that he's trying to teach us to be content because we think that the grass is greener the more you have, the more responsibility, the more you ain't going to get no rest. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a price. So he's teaching us, be content. Because if you be content within, if you keep your eyes on me, if you do the things that I want you to do, if you find satisfaction in God, that's like every day. Wake up and be thankful for your life. Wake up and be thankful for everything that you have in your life. Because the more thankful and grateful you are, I feel that God supplies you more, right? 
and but he also gives you this sense of peace i think that when we're out here in this rat race there's no peace in that there's no fulfillment and some of us you know who have been through a lot in our lives i really think that we think that we don't find peace because of all the things we've been through and i was also before i started this episode today i was talking to god because i'm i always think about people who've been through things right that they had no control over or things that happened to them that makes you question god and i was asking god like you know when i st- when i start speaking on this god cuz i understand him and i really got this in my spirit what he is ministering to me but for people who've been through some things and may not know God the way I know God who may not have experienced God the way I've experienced God like what do I tell people who've been through some things in their life that they feel is unjust you know like things that they didn't bring upon themselves and God is saying forget those things and I know that sounds harsh forget those things because if you start to place your heart with God he will wipe though I mean he will transform your life he um God let me tell you that's why I'm telling you I've been saying less because I'm moving further away from what I've been through God is filling in the voids. God is filling in the gaps. God is bringing me more peace. And the more and more peace that you have in your life, it does not make what you've been through right. It does not justify what others may have done to you. No, it brings you to a place that you deserve. You deserve peace after all of that. You deserve contentment after all of that. You deserve happiness after all of that. You deserve love after all of that. And God brings that into your life. Like I was saying earlier, there's a season. He talks about that clear in Ecclesiastes. If you want to learn more about peace and seasons and how to get to a peaceful place in your life and how to um, move away from things that you've been through so you can become more happier and healthier and more satisfied with your life get into that book it will teach you that this book is mainly for people who are trying to get in a place where they don't feel like they running out here with their head cut off where it just feels stressful every day where it just feel like you're in a rat race and no matter what you do it seems like nothing is is making you happy it seems like it's just you know you just not fulfilled this book really teaches you how to get to that place um but you know like i mentioned i was just thinking about all this and like i said he really shows you that the more you are grateful the more that you spend time with him the more you give to god the more you get out of this life the more you give to god the more you get out of this life the more you give to god the less complaining you uh, gonna have in your life. I'm trying to tell you like the, the less worrying you have even when 
you feel like maybe a bill ain't paid. Maybe you feel like you had a dead-end job and it just seems like I can't get things paid. I can't get this. Or maybe you in a dead-end relationship and you feel like, you know, I, I go to God. Whatever situation that you are in right now is a season. Sometimes I really feel like that's... Mm, yeah, I know me. I be really trying to gather what God be saying. It be moving so fast. Okay. So in the beginning, in the book of you, Euclid, <laughs> in the book of Euclides, and when I was reading the introduction to you guys, if you notice, he was talking about the human perception that we can perceive things to be far worse sometimes than what they actually are. So sometimes maybe you are in a season where God, where really things is not as bad as you think. Even if you are at a, in a dead end job, right? Say for instance, you in a dead end job and you got bills and stuff, right? And you feel like I am like always coming up short. If you are in that situation, but somehow, some way your bills keep getting paid. Even if it felt like, oh my God, I'm doing all this, I'm doing this, da, 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 to pay John and da, 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 da. That's a season, right, that God is asking you to be content. Because if you're not content in that place, what makes you think that when you do get everything paid, you're going to be content? You're going to want more. It's like, it's a never-ending cycle. You want more and more and more. And the more is in the content. Because life gone life, Right? You're going to have a season where you may feel like you don't have enough. And then you're going to have a season where there's abundance. So finding peace and contentment in each season of your life is the real bag. That's the bag. Contentment is the bag. Contentment in your storm is the bag. Contentment when you got, you know, when there ain't no storm and there's just sunshine is the bag. Contentment in your worry is the bag. Contentment when you ain't got nothing to worry about is the bag. God teaches us in this particular book to be happy no matter the season. He also talks about there will be a season when you cry. There will be a season where you're happy. So I want people to understand that even when you are in a season of sadness, don't think that happy ain't right around the corner. And also, I want you guys to understand, because this is something that people float across and, and try to make people think that they got to be happy 24-7. God understands that there's going to be times in your life where you're going to cry. There's going to be seasons in your life where you have to purge where you have to let things flow through you. Tears is healing to the Bible. I'm t- t- talking about to the Bible. He- tears is healing. I swear, guys, I have been tongue-tied. <laughs> I don't know why. But I think it's because I'm getting information so quickly. And I swear, I don't know how to get it out of my mouth quicker. Okay. Tears are healing for the body. There's a season to laugh and be happy and to be proud 
And I'm not talking about proud in a boastful way. I mean proud in what you have and just thankful and grateful. And there's going to be times where your harvest dry up, right? And you may cry and you may weep. And this brings me to the book of Job. You guys got to really get into that book too because it's deeper than Job just, you know, breaking down. And all of a sudden he just got twice as more after he broke down it's so many messages within that story that's deeper than what he got after the storm go and um look at that um and read that i'm going to actually do an episode on that too that book taught me so much more than his harvest it taught me what i need to do in times of struggle in times where i don't see the light you go go really get into that book It's very important that we allow ourselves to be content in each season of our life. To understand that God is with us. If we keep our eyes on God in every season of our life, we are okay. Like that is the most safest place that you can be is wrapped up in the arms of God. I notice when I go out into the world and I'm more loving, I'm not being used and abused. And that's another misconception that we have is that if you pour out more love, you get abused and used up and you you win last and all that. No, it's all about your perception. It's all about the motives behind what you do. And that's what God pays attention to is your motives. When I'm more happier, you find more happier people. When you're more loving, you find more loving people. There will always be some people who ain't as happy and loving. And those are the people you show compassion to. It seems like, you know, the world is getting more harder than loving. Because they think that loving is weak and harder is how you come out on top and you winning and all that. And it's the opposite. The harder you become, yeah, you may get the riches and all of that stuff but then you still dead within there's no contentment within there's that's vanity there's no real fulfillment your real fulfillment comes from god god will supply it says seek god first he will supply all that other stuff for you but if you seek the other stuff before him you will always be in a rat race you will never be satisfied you will always be wanting more even when you have You will always be seeking if you don't put your all into God first. Put all of that into God. We always think that there's a disadvantage in our lives. Like why this person has this and I don't have that. Because that person cherished that. Whatever you cherish is what you have in your life. If you want more love, cherish love. If that's what you want. If you want more riches, best believe you're going to lack in another area. That's why it's good to cherish God. Because then you won't be trying to supplicate one for the other. Love and or, or the wealth or this or that or this. If you put your all into God, everything else will flow in your life. Because God teaches you about love. God teaches you about humility. He even teaches you about labor and getting out here and doing the things that you need to do. He teaches you, though, to be content in him first. And all of those things will be added unto you.
And I really feel like we should focus more on God and love and being beautiful people doing good while we're here on earth because that is the most fulfilling life that you would ever get is if you put your all into God, choose to live right and choose to be happy. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have days that you don't feel so great. It's okay. As long as you know that that will pass. And God is with you in every season of your life. So if you're struggling right now in any area of your life, if you are struggling, you are struggling because you're not surrendering to God. This is not a religion. This is a relationship. You got to know God for yourself. You got to stop going to preachers for, for a word all the time to outside people you gotta get and this is the reason why I, I have not been putting a lot of episodes out either it's because I've been really seeking God's face and the more I see God's face I don't feel like I gotta be out here doing so much you know what I'm saying it's true what they say quality quality over quantity quality over quantity there's so many people putting out, putting out, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. Quantity over quality. I'm sorry, quality over quantity. <laughs> I just be giving y'all the raw. And I, you know, I don't un- uncut none of this. I don't edit. Y'all gonna get me fumbling over words, saying like, what the heck you talking about? But listen, it all is coming from a pure place. I feel like Moses right now because he had like a stuttering problem. But listen, <laughs> God uses people. I'm trying to tell you that, you know, some people may question or talk about or whatever the case. But listen, I'm rolling with God 100, 1000%. And I hope that you roll with him too because he really will bless you behind closed doors. He will really bless your life sometimes I have to look around and be like God like he takes care of me you know what I'm saying that he could take care of you if you really put your all into him yesterday I um took my son out and I don't carry uh cash with me and I haven't been really taking him out to the park and stuff because he has surgery on his eyes and so I don't want him playing in the sand or just you know playing with other kids and they touch his eyes or whatever so I took him to the park and um an ice cream truck came and I had like a little bit of change and I was like ask the you know guy how much is the ice cream and let me know and then I could try to scrape up some more change or whatever and he came back and he was sad and he was like you know he said I didn't have enough and I was like well ask him how much it is so I know how much it is and I could try to scrape up the rest you know for you because otherwise we're gonna have to get in the car go to the ATM by the time we come back to he may be gone so um he and he went back and this little boy came um and I guess the guy, the ice cream man must have told my son again, like, you don't have enough or something like that. So he was about to come back to the car and tell me, because I, I parked right close to where I could see him and stuff. But I let him go and play and do his thing. And I watch him and I read my book and stuff like that, my books or whatever, or listen to my um, inspiring, uplifting stuff. But anyways, this little boy 
came to him and was like, wait, he's going to pay for your um, ice cream. And I just thank God at that moment. Like, you got to thank God for the little things. You know what I'm saying? Thank God for everything. Like, God be working in our lives and we be so focused on what we don't have what we trying to achieve that we miss the little things that God does you know what I'm saying we miss and sometimes it's just not little things God do big things but we miss it because of where our focus is you know what I'm saying what we cherish that's why God is so like he says it so much in the book in the bible about what we idle like things that we have in our life that consume us so much that we don't get to enjoy our lives we really don't we be so you know obsessed over what we don't have that we miss what we do have and when you start to look at what you do have God starts to bless you with the things that you want in your life I'm telling you but if you don't cherish him how can he really bring so much into your life if you you ain't gonna see it anyway sometimes we want a good job and then when god give us a good job we complain because you know we don't want to do this and we work into it and we or we get a partner that do love us you know what i'm saying and then we complain oh but he ain't got this or she ain't got it's just we, we listen cherish your life cherish god Life is good with God. It really is. God hears your prayers. God sees what you go through. If you keep yourself in alignment with God, if you keep your focus on God, He'll bless you. He'll bless your life. You won't be around here complaining 24-7. You won't be on social media stalking people's lives and 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 looking at all time. You would just be like, I'm good. Like, I'm good with God. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy in my life. You really got to get a relationship with God. And I really had to learn this. Like, you really got to stay close to God. Don't ever move away from him again. That's what it, look, That's what I've learned. Because I've moved away a couple times. And I'm just glad that I'm in a place where I'm understanding. Yes, I have my moments of insecurities and vulnerabilities and my own heartbreaks and things that I've been through but I'm happy where I'm at I'm happy that I had to go through all that because if I didn't go through the things that I went through I probably wouldn't cherish God the way I do now I probably won't wouldn't be appreciative for my life then I, you know what I mean than I was before so everything that we go through is for our good be content in Christ. I know you want more. I know we see so much more. And yes, we can have more. But it starts within. It don't we don't have to be on this hamster wheel and fighting and racing with folks and it's just too much. Just be content with God. I'm telling you, when you content with God, it seems like opportunities just pop up for you. It seems like the right people start, you know, coming in your life. I don't know. Just get with God. That's all I can say. Get right with God and your life will be full of freedom. Until next episode, babies. I love you guys so much. Pray to God. God, listen, whoever is listening, 
today. God, I ask that you bless their life. I ask that you give them wisdom and understanding. I ask that you soften their hearts. I ask that you bring love and abundance and prosperity into their lives, God. Bless them, Jesus. I love you guys so much. Bye.